Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome into the Atlanta Enquirer podcast as Illinois defeats Northwestern whew, in a close one, 75-71. I don't, I mean, Northwestern's the worst team in the Big Ten, but if that's the worst team in the Big Ten that has gone in and scared Indiana, scared Michigan State, and now scared a ranked Illinois team, this Big Ten is absolutely loaded, and you take wins when you can get them. Yes, there are things, Derek Piper, you want to clean up, but... Uh, just a win is a win at this point. Illinois has five Big Ten wins through seven games through one of the toughest schedules so far in the Big Ten. I'll take a four-point win over a bad Northwestern team at this point. There are no free spaces on the Big Ten schedule. Northwestern is not that. Uh, they gave Illinois some problems, particularly with their defense, and that kind of surprised me. I thought that Illinois might struggle to shoot the ball coming off of a week off and uh, but be able to buckle down defensively. I think that Illinois will look back at the film and, try to tweak some things or address Kofi extending out to the three and, and trying to defend that, Georgie as well. Uh, but Illinois late, executed fairly well. I would assume we put the ball in his hands and you're going to find a win. Yeah, we'll get into all of that. But I think we hit on the biggest point. I think if there's the biggest takeaway, it's that I thought this would be a competitive game. I, now, I thought Illinois would pull away, and they started to, and kudos Northwestern, kept making big shot after big shot. Um, but the way they – stretched Kofi, the way they stretched Georgie, is that something other teams can replicate? Because, I mean, Northwestern's so different than everybody in that they have all these stretch fives. I mean, Young's not a great shooter, but he made one tonight. Um, obviously, Barron had the best game of his life today at Northwestern. Uh, and then Cop's a really, really good player. They can stretch the four kind of like Wieskamp. Was there any other teams that are going to do this to Illinois, or does this scare you going into games against Purdue and Michigan? Yeah, I think it's possible, and it'll depend on matchup with everyone. But you know, John Teske coming up next weekend is, is possible to pick and pop, and uh, really just try to get Kofi outside of the painted area, or away from the basket, uh, and force him to defend. And uh, even going into Purdue, Matt Harms is capable, maybe not exactly what he wants to do for the most part, but uh, overall, when you're able to, we've seen throughout the course of the year that that Kofi can contest not only post ups but guards driving into the lane, and I think Northwestern showed that if you can find a way to pull him away, you, you open up some things. And, and clearly, clearly Illinois defending out of the three-point line was an issue too. Yeah, rebounds was really close today. Illinois had a 32-30 to 30 lead in that. Northwestern points in the paint was tied 28. Northwestern actually led second chance 14-8. So Kofi sits there and ends with 12-7, and seven, Derek. But it felt like they really neutralized him, right? Like that's 12-7, and seven, which before the season would have been like, okay, that, that's a great line, even maybe before the game. But it just seemed to take everything away of what he gives them an advantage so we'll see if that replicates itself but like we said Illinois made big plays right I thought Trent Frazier was fantastic in the first half uh, made his threes obviously but I thought he just saw the court well what do you think about how the impact of 
Brad putting the ball in his hands and Trent going usage higher, just dribbling the ball, shooting the ball a little bit more, and no turnovers in six games is just ridiculous. But what do you think about his role and how it's kind of evolved here? Yeah, if you can make shots, then all of a sudden Illinois really has something. I mean, they, they've been rolling. They've won four in a row in the Big Ten. But uh, we, we know that Io and, and Brad spoke to this, Io and, and Kofi are constants offensively, uh, game to game. And, and Trent just hasn't been able to, to make shots of late. I think he came in seven for 33 in Big Ten play from three. So uh, he's done everything else well. He's defended well. He's assisted. He hasn't turned the ball over. This is now six games without a turnover. But uh, I really like – Putting the ball, putting the ball back in his hands, and, and just he's more engaged, yep. and that makes sense as a, as a as a shooter and a scorer and someone your first two years here had the ball in your hands, and then uh, to play off the ball is tough. But I think that uh, being able to share it, get the ball to IO, still allow him to do his thing. But I, I really like staggering IO. Don't don't play Andres, Io, and Trent all together because yeah. I, I think that's benefited Trent as well. Yeah, and Andres had a nice finish to this game too. Would he have ten points? A couple threes he made uh, tonight. A bunch of boards as well. So he might get lost in the shuffle. But I thought Feliz uh, played really well as well. And Trent, a thousand points. I, I know. It, it's not the biggest story today, but it tells you about two and a half years in his career, he's already put himself in the top 50 for scoring all time for Illinois. And the way he's on pace, he's averaging about 400 points per season, probably going to hit that this year, somewhere around there. He could be a top 10 scorer with a senior year where he's probably going to score more for this team. Darryl, what do you think of Trent Frazier and what he's done so far in his career on some bad teams to this point, but this could be the breakthrough where he's a important player, uh, not just a stat filler. Yeah, it's really impressive. And, and you'll look back, and, and if this now is a turning point, obviously for Brad Underwood as he builds his program, Trent's going to be a guy that was there from the very first step and uh, to come in and, and score points on, a, on teams that didn't win games, but then uh, do some other things, uh, develop as a, as a defender, uh, as a uh, someone that doesn't turn the ball over, uh, and do the things that it takes to win. So I think overall Trent is, is doing a great job. It's kind of crazy to think he only has a year and a half left. I mean, it goes pretty fast, obviously, uh, anyone that, that's been through the through college, but these kids grow up so fast, Eric. Really I'm telling do, you, they're one year old one day, and then all of a sudden they're graduating college. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no doubt, Trent bucket getter can can yeah. score it. Everybody in the league knows it. Every coach knows it. You got to account for him. But uh, if he can do that consistently to go along with some of the other things that Illinois has working, it, it's a dangerous team. Yeah, if you get consistent scoring out of him, right? I mean, everything else he's done well. His handling the ball, distributing defense, he's been fantastic. It's if that shot consistently goes in couple threes per night. I mean, you got Io, Trent, and Kofi you got to deal with every night with the potential of Georgie, Alan Griffin, Andres Feliz. Uh, that's a really good Big Ten team. He, even in this conference, it's a really good Big Ten team. But, boy, last three games, Io DeSumo closes it out. Wisconsin, three assists, two field goals to end the game, right? Uh, against Rutgers, scores the final eight points. Tonight, he scores nine of the last 13. That big mid-range jumper uh, in vogue, not in the NBA, but uh, here it was a huge today for Illinois, including Georgie hitting a couple of them. Uh, but then just steps up to that free throw line, Derek, and makes a couple more. Uh, he's cold-blooded. Man, he, he always points to his veins, right? <laughs> he's cold-blooded. Uh, he just loves that moment. And, and to think, Derek, without him, Illinois might be on a three-game losing streak right now. I mean, consider that. Like, they, they could potentially be that. They've won by four, won by three, and won by one. And Io DeSumo has made the, the winning buckets and all.
Yeah, it's really amazing, and you need that guy. You need someone that can step up and, and be able to close it down when the, the game's in the balance, and uh, he's done that with the free throw line. The, the mid-range pull-up has been outstanding for him. Uh, he's really got that going, along with the rest of his game over this past six-game stretch, really. Uh, and I just think he's made the right play. I, I don't think you would look at Io and go, well, he's he's going to Kobe it. He's going to take every single shot the last five minutes of the game. Uh, I think yeah, he's six assists tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think he's seeing the floor at a, at a high level. Uh, they're on that last pull-up, they had some action with, with Trent coming up, and that was an option to pass to him. They took that away. Kofi was going down the lane, and he took what was there and made the shot. So I uh, really like where his, his mind is at, his court vision, and then obviously he's just playing at an all-Big Ten level. Yeah, and I think fairly, Sam Vicente from The Athletic, who's their draft guy, said that Iowa's been the most disappointing draft prospect to that point. It was like two weeks ago. I think that's changed, right? I think he's yeah. helped himself a lot over these last couple of weeks. So what a rise in performance. But this is what he did last year. And Illinois started to win games. And now they're on a four-game win streak, 5-2 and two in the Big Ten, still in second place there. When we come back, Derek. It doesn't get any easier, though. I mean, the schedule's been brutal so far. They got a little let up today, but as we saw, uh, it was still a really tough game. Let's talk about what's next and what this team can prove on the road next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, I looked at the schedule, Derek. Eight straight games against top 35 Ken Palm opponents. If I took out Minnesota, it's top 25, I believe. Um, This is ridiculous. This is what the Big Ten is night in and night out. But for once, Derek... Illinois has a little bit of breathing room, I want to say, with their record. I mean, we're we're all talking about NCAA tournament, right? Like, they've given themselves a little bit of wiggle room with what they've built here. Um, But, boy, if you can get one of these on the road at Purdue or at Michigan or both of them, boy, they're sitting in a really good spot. This This is a big week for Illinois. I mean, every week is big, but if they start to keep building that and stretching out their record, um, this could be a really fun season. Yeah, I think one win would probably prove or put you in a position to be, all right, this is a top four team in the Big Ten for sure. And teams you've already beaten, but at the same time, to, to go on the road is, is really tough. Purdue has shown us that uh, you know they absolutely smacked Michigan State last time they played at Mackey. They're incredibly tough there. Michigan will be looking for revenge up in Ann Arbor. So uh, can you play well on the road? Can you make threes? I think that was one thing. Illinois did at Wisconsin. They hadn't done in some other games away from the State Farm Center. Uh, but, yeah, this this is another uh, another potential step. This is a tournament team right now. I know it's still it's still January, as Brad Underwood would say. But another a road wind out of the resume uh, would really put you in a position to now, you know, take that, that next further on off the bubble and, and start talking 
even more so about seeds. Yeah, and now that they're five and two, Derek, I kind of look at this as okay. You beat Northwestern. You need to beat Northwestern, Nebraska, right? Those are the two teams still left on your schedule. Where the nor- game at Northwestern wouldn't technically be a bad loss, but that's still a game you got to get. Uh, Nebraska at home, you got to get that game. So that's already seven Big Ten wins. If you get to eleven Big Ten wins, you're in the tournament. So if you split every other game. Um, I think you're sitting there looking like your fourth place, third place, somewhere there in the Big Ten. So if you can find a way to split this, I agree with you. I think you're in no doubt like, hey, this is a real top four Katzian team with Andy Katz <laughs> watching today. But you know what I mean? Like then they could actually live up to that high ceiling we thought they actually had. Yeah, definitely. And you know that a tough stretch is coming here in February. They go on the road to Iowa, then come back here and play Maryland and Michigan State. Of course, play on your home floor. Feel better about pulling those off. But uh, just any opportunity to add another quad one. I know in the next eight right now as it stands, seven quad one opportunities and one quad two being the Minnesota game. So still, <laughs> I mean, if you get three of those, yeah. if you get three of those, I mean, you're sitting there feeling really good. So three out of eight. You'd be sitting there at what eight and seven in the Big Ten? Is that, mm-hmm. am I doing my math correctly? Like, that's a that's a good spot to be with Northwestern and Nebraska after that, right? I mean, it's kind of for me. If you get to eleven wins, you're in the NCAA tournament in, in this conference. Um, if you get to ten, you're probably on the bubble. Um, but yeah, if you get three of the next eight, that's kind of the position you kind of put yourself in at this point, especially with that road win at Wisconsin. Yep, and the road win at Wisconsin, finding a way against Rutgers, uh, obviously holding holding the home court against Michigan and Purdue. Uh, and uh, I know the Northwestern game isn't going to really look all that. It's not going to boost you at all, but it's a win. It's a win at home, and you're doing that. Uh, but another, yeah, a big opportunity here during this next upcoming stretch, and, and we'll find out more about this team. Are, are they really legitly in that it, – it's crazy. A legit top 25 team. Yeah. Like, it's fun that we're talking about that, though, right? Rather than sitting here at three and four, needing a win at Mackey to get back on track because that place is tough to play. We just saw Warren Tate, and he goes, they're going to be five and three after <laughs> Tuesday. And I get it. I, I predict that, too. Yeah. Um, but at least you're not needing that one. You're going in five and two, where that just feels like it's not the cherry on top because you're not at the end of the schedule yet, but it just feels like, oh, my gosh. If they beat, if they win at Purdue, and even if they lose at Michigan, that's a top twenty team in the country. Yeah, a team that can be consistently ranked here going forward. A team that we'll talk about double buys in the Big Ten tournament. Can you imagine that? We're uh, always there on Wednesday. Yeah, we are. We are there on Wednesday with no hotels because you don't know they're going to lose on Wednesday or or when they're going to be out. But ah, crazy. Yeah. Okay. So can I update this question? Who's good in the Big Ten? <laughs> I think Michigan State's good. I think Maryland will be good. I still think the talent went out there. Can we take Ohio State out of there? Is it time to take the Buckeyes, who you and I love talent-wise, but the pieces just aren't fitting together for them? Maybe they're just too young. But I think we can – can we take them out yet, or do you still believe? I still (laughs) partly believe, but they're 2-5. and They're 2-5 and in the league. One time, number one in Ken Palm, and now they're 13th in the Big Ten standings. But Yeah, Yeah, they're still top 20 in the Ken Palm, or top 10 in the Ken Palm, I think. Right, I think you made a good point, though. They're they're relying on young pieces, a a handful of freshmen and then some sophomores as well, and they're they're struggling to score. Mm -hmm. But we'll we'll see. I I think they'll still be there. They're a tournament team, in my opinion, still. How good is Wisconsin? I don't know. They had they got what they had coming essentially at East Lansing, but they have a, well the win at Ohio State doesn't win as good doesn't look as good, uh, but they got another one on the road. Yeah, they got two road wins. Penn State yeah. at Penn State. Is Penn State good? I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> know. How good is Iowa? They can I mean, score. 
they play well at home. Is Michigan any good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hilarious. Like that, that's what's nuts about this. So we, we can sit here and, like, I was trying to, on the radio, we tried to rank these teams. I think I had Iowa 11th, and now mm-hmm. I'd probably have them 6th or something like that. That's why even a close win against Northwestern, Derek, I sit there and go, okay, that's fine. I mean, think about how many t- – this team two years ago won four Big Ten games. They already have five. Last year they had seven, right? And it took a great end of the season. I mean, last year they had 12 wins. Illinois sitting there at 13-5 and five, mid-January. So this team's come a long way, and uh, it, it's exciting to see that we know they still have more potential. Yeah, and they've won their first four league games at home, first time since 2008-2009. That team went 7-2, and two, so for the most part took care of business at home, and, and that was a five seed. I'm not saying Illinois is going to be a five seed in the tournament, but uh, that is the key to success where you know you have a lot of these top 30, top 35 teams overall in Kempom, and you've even just beaten them at home and, and won a couple on the road. You'd be in good shape when it comes to March. It's fun. Illinois basketball 5-2 in the Big Ten, 13-5, best team they've had in a long time, but they're going to be tested just to see how good they are with games at Purdue uh, and at Michigan the next week. We'll be there covering both those games. Stay tuned to Illini Inquirer for the latest, and uh, thanks for listening to Illini Inquirer podcast. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us whenever you can. We'll talk to you again after what happens in Mackey, which Tate's already saying is a loss. You want to give a prediction already, Derek, for what happens at Mackey on Tuesday? Closer game than I've seen over there. That's not saying much. Yeah, they shoot really, really well over there. I'll predict a Purdue win, but I do think it'll be a competitive game. We'll talk about it on Tuesday right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast.